Hi there, it's Dallas Travers. Thanks so much for tuning in. You are indeed listening to Coaches on a Mission, the podcast for values-driven coaches who want a business you're really proud of. The episode you're about to listen to was recorded before we changed the name of the show to Coaches on a Mission. So you're gonna hear a reference to the Six Figure Coach podcast. Never fear, you're totally in the right place. These episodes were just way too good to remove from our archive. So I hope you enjoy and thanks again for tuning in. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Dallas Travers. My guest today is Katie Chen Mazzara. She's a money coach and one of the founding members inside the Six Figure Coach Club. So Katie is so ready to scale her business, yet she feels pretty strongly that the thing holding her back is her fear of being truly visible. So we dug deep right away in today's session to uncover where her fear comes from and how Katie can be with the fear instead of assuming the only way to overcome it is by taking on some sort of false positive mental attitude. It's a really powerful conversation to hear if you're a coach and you see how your own fears of being visible hold you back and hold your business back as well. So with that, let's dive in. Welcome to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and this is the show to listen to if you're a coach and you want the freedom, the confidence, and the impact that comes with a six-figure business. Each week, we'll discuss tangible strategies, simple systems, plus the juicy inner work to help you make more money and help more people. So thank you for being here. Let's dive in. Hi, Katie. Welcome to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. How official of me, right? <laughs> I love it. I'm so excited to be here, Dallas. I'm really happy to have you. So before we dive in, because this episode is going to be a juicy one, I want to just check in. How's it going for you in your business? How's it going inside of the club? Give me a bit of a, a status update on, on life over there. Yeah, I love the club. And I know that it's, you know, I'm not just saying this to have like a, an ad for you or anything, but it's like, it's, it's the best program that, you know, I've ever been in and it really helps me to kind of be more focused in my business to know what the next steps are. And, you know, right now I'm about to um, launch a challenge. Mm-hmm. And so, it, you know, I'm really working through list building the segments and, you know, and also team stuff. Like I'm kind of going through some growing pains with, you know, my team and seeing if I need to expand that more. And so just having all of the resources is so helpful. And then in addition to being able to tap into, you know, everyone who's in the club as well, you know, to be able to help out with some of those questions. And then of course your coaching is awesome too. So thank you. Yeah. You have had a really big growth year, right? Tell us a little bit more about those growing pains you just mentioned. I think it'll be really interesting for our listeners. And actually I should also say for everyone listening, Katie said she's starting to launch a challenge. So just in case we let's keep everyone on the same page. Um, that's a five-day free training kind of designed to be a, a challenge, like a boot camp, right? Which will then, is that designed, Katie, for list building or are you planning on using that to sell into your course? Um, both. both. Okay. Yeah. The, mo- the most important thing for me is to, to list build because when I first met you, I think I told you that like my business was going well even without building my list. Um, (laughs) and so I really didn't concentrate on it. So I barely had a list and then, um, but now I know how important it is to have one. And so ever since I've been working on it, I've actually doubled my list since working with you and, um, more than doubled actually. So it's, you know, it's really great. And I'm still continuing to do that there, you know, some, um, It's not easy for me. And I think that's part of the topic that we're going to get into is about, you know, being more visible (laughs) in my business. And, um, but it's something that I know needs to happen. And then with like growing, you know, whenever you're growing, I think that like, you know, you always stress like having team members 
and and I have had one and now it feels like I may need another one or it may feel like I may need somebody different. I'm not quite sure yet, you know, right. like it's, it's at that point where I'm trying to figure that out. Yeah, it's hard to tell. And I, I find, I know this isn't our topic, so maybe we'll bring you back. <laughs> But often, especially with team, it's easy for me to solve the wrong problem Mm -hmm. when it comes to my team. And so I was at a point in our business where I had maybe six or eight contractors Mm -hmm. who were all in their own little silos doing their own little things. And I wondered why I sure didn't feel productive. It's because we we weren't all on the same bus driving in the same direction, but I was solving the wrong problem. I just kept bringing more people on instead of actually letting people go and shifting to employees. Now, I don't know if you're there yet, but um, I think a lot of coaches wait too long to hire legit employees in their company. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's where I am. I'm sort of at at that point where I, I need to make a decision about that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we will put a pin in that because we have bigger fish to fry today, but definitely bring that question to one of our hot seat calls because it's so easy to stay stuck in five figures thinking, oh, I don't have the time or the money to afford fixing this yet. And then it's the thing that keeps you stuck. So, all right. So should we dive into some coaching? Yeah, I'd love to do it. Okay. So what do you most want to walk away with from our time together today? I'd love to explore. Like, I always think that, you know, we have coaches because it's so hard to see our own shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I use that word on those podcasts. And now. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's important, you know, it's like somebody else can see things and to see the bigger picture. Um, and to be able to help you. And so I've had this, you know, thing that keeps popping up in my business. And I, you know, I've had to, you know, work on doing it by myself, and it really hasn't worked. Got it. So you you're here today to get an outside perspective. Yes. Got it. Okay. So fill everyone in on the goal that you have and the obstacle that really feels like it's in your way. Yeah. Uh, I know that to really expand my business that I need to be more visible. Mm -hmm. And what that means is to really put myself out there in terms of Facebook lives or Instagram lives or anything that, you know, really puts my face in front of people, partially because I'm a money coach and people really need to trust me and know that I know what I'm talking about. Once people are in my world, they do know that I know what I'm talking about, but it would be so much simpler and easier if I'm actually putting myself out there more. Right. Okay. So you're ready to have a bigger impact on a larger group of people And that requires list building strategies. And you see very clearly how literally having your face in front of other people's faces, faces is the quickest line to build the trust that you need to help them invest in curing their relationship to money through working with you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I really hear that. And what about visibility for you is so challenging? Well, what I've discovered is it, it kind of goes back to childhood for me, mm-hmm. <laughs> as many things do. Um, I am Asian American, and growing up, I grew up in Texas, where there weren't a lot of Asian Americans. And in fact, in my elementary school, I think my brother and I were the only Amer- Asian American kids at that elementary school. Once I hit junior high and high school, there were more but in elementary school, I was the only one. Mm-hmm. And there were a few incidents that actually put me, made me feel like I shouldn't be so visible. And one was like this time when I was in kindergarten and my teacher had us doing a little drawing of what she said needs to look like ourselves, really. You know, and, you know, she gave you a little girl or a little boy 
feeling. And then you colored it in the way you look. But I thought she said, color it in the way you want to look. And at that time, my little kindergarten self like loved blue hair. <laughs> and so You're ahead of your time. <laughs> yeah. I colored the little girl's hair blue and I was just being very creative. And she snatched the paper out from underneath me and said to the whole class, does this look like Katie? And all the little kids laughed and they said, no, you know, that doesn't look like Katie. And so, and then the teacher said, right. So Katie, you need to redo this, you know, Mm -hmm. get it right. And so at, in that moment, what I realized was like, it's not safe. It's not safe to be out there and it's not safe to really put myself into that, you know, into the outer world in order to be laughed at (laughs) and to feel like I'm doing something wrong. Right. Because before that incident, my parents and grandparents will always tell me that I was like the most outgoing kid. Mm -hmm. I was the kid who like would see another kid in a window, some, you know, like in a, building and say, come down here and play with me, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and after that moment in kindergarten, I became more shy Mm -hmm. and wanting to always be doing the right thing. Got it. It makes perfect sense, doesn't it? That that resourceful, intuitive little five-year-old would figure out immediately what she needed to do to get by in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to just clarify one distinction here because you talked about growing up in Texas as an Asian American and not seeing your face reflected back in amongst the kids that you knew. And when I, you started sharing the story about drawing, I was bracing myself for you to share that the teacher like made you draw slanted eyes or some totally racist thing like that. Mm. But what, but what I heard was she uh, squash your creative expression. And so what you learned in that instance, it wouldn't have mattered if you were African-American or Caucasian in that instance. It wasn't about specifically about you being Asian-American. It was about you fully expressing who you are and what your creative ideas are and learning right away that that is not okay. Right. Yes. So then, there are other stories about me being Asian American, but I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> so I want it. So the um, question I was going to follow up with was, or maybe an observation. I can imagine that then throughout your life, it was affirmed to you over and over again that you're different, mm-hmm. right? You look different. And therefore it was even more important keep yourself in a container and not make waves and not stand out because you stand out enough already. Is that all accurate so far? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And how you talked a little bit about the struggles with being on video, but tell us a little bit more about how this belief and this experience is holding you back in your business. It's just, you know, what I said before, which is I, I know that especially with money, the topic of money, it, you know, it gets very emotional for people. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then to know who to trust, right, who to trust with the information about my money is like, is such a huge topic. And, um, and so I really work hard when I'm work with clients to build that trust. Mm-hmm. And, and then so in order for me to actually bring in more clients, it's, it, it would be that much more helpful for me to establish that trust ahead of time. Because it's almost like if I'm not even willing to put myself out there right, with my face and everything, um, and if I have that fear then how do I expect my clients to really put themselves out there to be able to um, talk about money and to talk about um, what's going on with their own fears around money? Yeah, it's incongruent, isn't it? It's incongruent. So what I'm hearing you say is on an energetic level, 
every time you invite a client to come forward and heal their money obstacles, right? Um, it's misaligned if you don't experience yourself as also stepping forward and he- healing your own obstacles. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. What would it be like for that little five-year-old to really have the opportunity to re redo this experience? That's what I'm really feeling is so much compassion for her and what it would be like for her to, to get another chance right? To fully be herself and feel safe in that container. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes. Things would be different. Yeah. Different. Yeah. And I've let, I've allowed myself the freedom to break free from that, but it's, it's with a lot of work. Like, like every time I do, something on Facebook live or anything. It's like, I really have to psych myself. (laughs) Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it, wouldn't it be wonderful if this could be joyful or at least easier, more effortless? Yeah. Okay. Because it's not who I am ultimately, like deep down inside. It's like, I, I'm an I love people and I love, and I love being around people and I, and I'm really outgoing and, you know, I, um, and I enjoy like having conversations with people. I mean, I'm, I'm comfortable even doing interviews with other people. Right. But when I'm the one that has to be leading it, you know, or if I'm the one that's like just doing a live by myself, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I really have to try extra hard to make it happen. Yeah, I really hear that. I really hear that. And I also just want to acknowledge you for doing it anyhow, right? Because there are a lot of list building strategies out there where you don't have to be nearly as visible, right? And even for you stepping up and choosing this career, <laughs> right, uh, is just such an act of support to that younger aspect of yourself that's ready for a different experience. So I just want to acknowledge you for your own bravery and self-awareness. It's really inspiring to me. So here's an idea. Okay. What if this little five-year-old Katie was in charge of you going live, (laughs) maybe four and a half year old Katie, right? If she was in charge with that, how would she show up? What would that experience be like coming from her creative genius? I don't quite remember what I was like before that moment. Um, yeah. But judging from what my family have told me, like she would be funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she would be, um, she would just say whatever was on her mind. Mm-hmm. And she, she maybe even be a little bossy. <laughs> I have a five-year-old. That's, I think that's accurate. Yes. <laughs> I think like my uncle told me one time he came home a little late and I guess we were all staying with my grandmother or something and he came home a little late and I don't know why I I wasn't in bed, but I said to him, oh, the children in this house do not come home this late. Yes, yes, (laughs) (laughs) ma'am. He just laughed and thought that was the cutest, funniest thing. Great. Okay. So when I asked you the question from your head, you answered trying to recall, right? So we're trying to get this assignment, right? She would be funny. She would speak her mind. She might even be a little bossy. I wrote down, she would be in her voice. Let's take a quick break. We're going to come back and I want to answer this question from a different angle. Are you up for that? Yes. Okay, great. Okay, welcome back, Katie. I think we're on to something here. And I want to just invite you to stop thinking about that five-year-old self and let's connect with her. So if it makes sense for you, close your eyes. 
tap into whatever feeling represents that creative, assertive, funny five-year-old girl who is totally willing to use her voice, say what she meant, and really embody herself fully. If she was in charge of going live, being on video, really putting herself out there, how would she show up? With music and dancing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And saying what's in her heart. Yeah. Expressing her heart fully. And I'm also getting like leaping at the opportunity to do so. Yeah, it would be more playful for her. Yeah. Yeah, much more playful. Less attached. Definitely less strategic, right? Less thinking that she's wrong. Mm. Or right or wrong. Less thinking about the right or wrong. Got it. Right. Less trying to get it right. Okay. So let's stay connected to that. There's a reason why she's not okay taking the reins here, using music and dancing, expressing her heart fully, leaping at the opportunity, being playful, less attached, less concerned with getting it right or wrong. There's a reason why that's not okay for her. What does she need from you? The reason doesn't matter, right? But what does she need to express right now? How does she need to be heard in order to be able to lead the charge here when it comes to your visibility? She needs me to make her feel safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And protected. Not from, not from like anyone else, but just from myself. Oh, yeah. Does, does she trust that you're capable of doing that? Yes, with most things. Okay. Tell me more. Um, if, there's a, if there's a sense of, like, I, I know what I'm doing, and I'm almost in control of that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm... And if I'm very clear about why I'm doing it. About why. Yeah. 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 What's present for you right now? Just, I think I'm getting into that five-year-old mind and and feeling that um, sense of sort of anxiousness popping up from that teacher's response. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. So it wouldn't it have been great, right, if back then there was another adult in the room who could have advocated for her fully, mm-hmm. right? And often as kids, that just doesn't happen. So we make those experiences mean something about us that, boy, then just becomes the armor that we carry long after we don't need, we don't need to any longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, I have so much compassion for her. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in order for this part of you to really love being completely vis- visible, specifically on video, for your business, she needs to feel safe and protected. And the person in charge of that is you. 
It's almost as though, tell me if this resonates. I could be wrong here, but it's almost as though you adult Katie with perhaps your perfectionist tendencies, right, are playing out over and over again the role of this kindergarten teacher who shut that five-year-old girl down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's probably true. Yeah, but uh, that critical side of myself is is playing out her and her role. Yeah, and it make the critical piece used to work really well because that's the thing that protected you from being called out and laughed at in a crowd. And now it's like eating itself. <laughs> it it has turned on you. And it's reinforcing the negative experience that it was originally created to protect you from. Mm-hmm. The only person telling you not to paint the hair blue is you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a long time, it actually stifled my creativity. And then I thought to myself, yes, that's not, you know, that's not who I am. And, and it, you know, then I was creative. I mean, I was, you know, I'm working in television and producing and, you know, creating all the time. And, um, and so, yeah, now it's, now it's just about the putting myself out there and not being judged right or wrong for whatever I'm doing and saying. By you. By me. Right. By you. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think needs to happen in order for you to begin to repair the broken trust between you, Katie, the grown woman, right, and this five-year-old aspect who feels judged or restricted by your need to be in control or be safe? I would reframe that story for myself. Mm -hmm. I guess I would think that um, instead of for me thinking that it was a moment where you know, the teacher stifled my creativity and the kids laughed at me. I can just be like, well, you know, like I, I created something. I, you know, I was creative doing my own thing and, um, and it created laughter, which is how I was as a kid. I, you know, I, I was, I was funny as a kid. (laughs) less funny now but I was definitely a a kid that like most yeah most of my family members would say that you know I was really really funny (laughs) right yeah Yeah. well I think that's beautiful reframing the story I also just want to take the pressure off of you Mm. I find a lot of times with personal development there's this pressure to be positive Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, now I need my affirmations and I have to tell a different story and reframe. And sometimes things are just shitty. Mm-hmm. Right. That was maybe one of your earliest experiences of shame, which is a r- real human emotion. Mm-hmm. And by reframing that experience, it's almost as though you're denying not only what happened, but how it impacted you. Mm-hmm. So if, ref- if if that works for you, great. But I also, there are other ways that you can heal this mm-hmm. without being positive about it. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. Um, my daughter had an experience recently with her best friend who had a tantrum and hit my daughter, right? And so now we're kind of dealing with, is that g- going to happen again? And so my daughter asked me, right, is that going to happen again? And I couldn't tell her no. I actually don't know, (laughs) right? If it happens again, it's not going to happen a third time. And that's another conversation, but right. 
And so, but so I could not promise that. I can't promise that she's not going to be laughed at in school or hurt, or I can't promise that. But what I can promise her is that no matter what, I have her back. So worrying about whether or not that's going to happen again, that is not her worry. That's my worry. I can handle that. Mm. She gets to be five, Mm. right? And so for me, that's a way to honor what really happened because it was hurtful. It hurt her heart and it hurt her body, right? So we get to honor what happened without... um, without ignoring it, without being Pollyanna, right? And also without dwelling on it, mm-hmm. revisiting it and replaying it and project all of that crap. Mm-hmm. So I just, what would it be like for you if you didn't have to reframe it mm-hmm. in order to move on from it and instead to instill this trust with the, the hurt part of you and who you are now, it's letting that part of you know every day this is not for you to worry about. I am resourceful. I am the adult in the room now. And no matter what happens, I have your back. Mm. Mm. That's interesting. Because loyalty is one of my strongest, one of my core values too. Mm. It probably comes from that. I always wondered where it came from. (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me about you. Today's episode is brought to you by The Coach Class. You know, the most common and most dangerous question other coaches ask me is this, what more should I be doing? Now, this question keeps you stuck scrambling every month to find some clients, throwing a launch together at the very last minute, or just trying to piece together some semblance of a business strategy from all the free stuff you can find out there online. So instead of asking, what more should I do? The real question here is, how can I do less or where can I go deeper? And those are the questions we'll tackle inside a brand new class for coaches called, of course, the coach class. So if you're tired of winging it, second guessing yourself at every turn and working way too hard to keep your business running, the coach class will change your life. Go to watchthecoachclass.com right now to grab your free spot inside this special class for coaches who want an easier path to six figures because that easier path exists and the coach class will show it to you. Registration is open this week. So again, please visit watchthecoachclass.com now to reserve your spot. I will see you there. And now back to the show. So feel into this idea of, well, I could reframe it and I made people laugh and that's nice, right? And then this other option, which is it can be like it can be unresolved and still be okay. What talk to me about like where you're leaning and what's present when you think of those two paths. Well, when I think of the second path, it actually makes me a little angry at the teacher. You. <laughs> Uh-huh. You know, not just for that incident, but there was another incident where we actually played um, the Wizard of Oz or we did the play with the Wizard of Oz. And then she had my one friend who was all like blonde hair, blue eyes, and she looked like a little Shirley Temple and she got to be the good witch Glinda. And then she said to me, oh, you, um, because of your looks, you get to be one of the flying monkeys. <laughs> That is so disappointing on so many levels. Yeah. Sorry. And so it makes me, it reminds me of like what a, what, you know, a teacher that just wasn't very good because I've had great teachers Yeah, and and she just was not one of them. Yeah. It really put a spotlight on who I thought I was on the inside. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And made it all about what I look like on the outside. Right. In both of those examples. Yes. It was all about what I looked like on the outside. Yes. How often have you let yourself go there and be mad at this woman? Not often. I'm usually a pretty positive person. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, 
Yeah, not often. This is probably, I mean, I, I probably did once or twice in the past, but then I would just, yeah, let it go and yeah, 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 make it part of who I am, right. <laughs> my story. Right, right. If this resonates, and this would be an exercise for you to commit to on your own, okay, not on the show here today, but I think there could be some massive value in you doing some writing, letting this unprocessed anger out. Mm-hmm. Because for many of us, it's just part of our culture, but especially for women, right? It's not okay it's to be angry. And so if we can't express, this is just another version of you not letting yourself express yourself fully. Yes. Right? Yep. Absolutely. So would you be, and whatever that looks like for you, right? For me, what it would look like would be setting aside some time with a nice, thick stack of loose leaf paper mm-hmm. and writing Right, and it doesn't have to make sense, and it can go in a million directions. And I'm allowed to be as ugly and as angry as I want because I'm ready to get that energy out of me mm-hmm. uh, for good. Mm-hmm. And then you burn those pages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you actually promise yourself ahead of time that you will burn the pages because then you then you can really be free. Yes. Um, in spiritual psychology, they call that free form writing. Um, would you be, how does that sound for you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I definitely talk to clients about that all the time and doing some, doing the release writing and, mm-hmm. or an F you letter. <laughs> oh, I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay. So did I just hear you're going to commit to writing that F you letter or the release writing? Yes. Great. All right. So what else? When we think about that second path of, you know what, I don't have to reframe that. It happened, right? I can choose, I can use it now in any way I want, but I don't have to make it mean something different back then. Mm -hmm. So just letting yourself be mad at this teacher who did her best and fell very short. Mm -hmm. What about an exercise or an action or a practice to establish trust in that younger self so she knows she's safe and protected from your criticism yeah i don't know what that looks like to be honest because i also had very critical parents (laughs) so they were you know they're very very much in my head too Mm -hmm. um yeah so it it it's hard, harder. It's a challenge for me to not be critical. Yeah. It's something I've I'm always worked on is right. to let those thoughts go because I know that they're not really me. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they'll keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot of practice with them. They're very, yes, <laughs> yes. yes, totally. I get it. I yeah. get it. Well, the good news here is we can all be flawed and still move forward, mm-hmm. right? But the idea that came up for me around this, and tell me if it resonates for you, would be I wrote down five year old Fridays just because I'm a nerd and it's illiterate, alliterative, right? Um, <laughs> but what if there was a date every week, a couple of hours, where the five year old part of you just got to express herself? And it's just the two of you together, right? Dancing, playing music, painting, napping, right? Cooking something you've never cooked before. And it's just a very safe window of time for full creative expression from that younger part of you and letting her lead and letting her witness you being there, supportive open, connected, and the opposite of critical. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I I try to do a little creative project 
at least once a month <laughs> mm-hmm. or more for sure. Mm-hmm. And getting to play more. Getting to play. Yeah, that's that's been something I really want. And I know that my five-year-old self is craving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just wonder if there was more time and space and room to just play, how that would bleed in to you going on video. Because you're going on video, <laughs> right? So I, I don't feel the solution is, oh, well, B5, play music and dance. There you go. There's the solution. But if you if you could um, commit to reestablishing that trust and giving that part of you room to fully express, mm-hmm. it would easily bleed into these other areas of your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do how can we up the ante here around your commitment? Which it sounds like right now, once a month, you're trying to be more creative. Mm-hmm. If we need to this is a muscle that you're strengthening. What's a, a bigger commitment, right? You can make around the full expression of your own creativity. Hmm. Not sure, but I feel like it, it can be just, me showing up live like more than I do (laughs) Uh and 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 not really uh and allowing myself to just have fun with it allowing yourself to have fun yeah yeah what's coming up for me two things the first would be I would love for you to have a play date every week (laughs) right? Even if it's just 20 minutes, right? Or you're thinking of taking a bath, you, you take a bubble bath because that's a very five-year-old thing to do, right? <laughs> um, just so that you're more consistently communing with that aspect of yourself in a safe way. And then the other one around going live is creating a cause, right? So instead of I must go live because it helps me build my list and build trust with my audience, right? (laughs) I'm going to go live because this is the way that I connect to that younger aspect of myself and show her that I have her back no matter what. Mm -hmm. So a cause, right? That's bigger or at least equal to the fears that have been making this harder for you. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. And not get in my head so much about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And when you're in your head, just, oh, okay, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. Maybe like every time before you go live, you draw the picture of a girl with blue hair (laughs) just to anchor in that intention that this is not, there's plenty of time to go live to build your list, right? This is about so much more than that. This is about really healing this shame that happened uh, possibly for the first time in your life Mm -hmm. because she deserves that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So, how are you feeling? Good. Good. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I feel like I have some steps too. I have some actionable steps. Writing the letter, and then also finding it. Yeah, the the connection to myself and having her back Mm -hmm. and yeah. And doing something just creative and fun and playful and yeah. Having those play dates. Um, And being gentle, 
Mm-hmm. Right. This is an experience that you've carried along around for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it could be part of your life's curriculum, right? New layers of it will continue to be revealed. So just being gentle with that instead of where I can sometimes go, which is, are you kidding me? This again? <laughs> I thought I resolved this. Because <laughs> it just is the thing that makes us rich, right? Um, and the thing that we're meant to, like, that, that keeps us sharp and growing. So what I heard you say was, this feels actionable. So I want to summarize the actions for our listeners in case this conversation has sparked something in them. So the first one is writing the FU, right? Or the, what you called it a, a resolve writing? Release writing. Release writing. I love that term. I'm going to steal it. So doing some release writing around your anger about this situation. We're going to get that energy out of you. The next commitment is play dates. Are you open to making that more concrete, like weekly or, and if you're not, don't commit because she doesn't need you to break promises. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Weekly play dates Mm -hmm. just for the sake of creative expression and communing with that younger part of you. Mm -hmm. And then the third one is having a cause around your lives where this is now just an exercise of you healing you Mm -hmm. rather than some sort of business strategy. Mm -hmm. Do you want to make a commitment around how often you'll go live? You don't have to. Yes. Um, once a week. <laughs> do, do that once a week. Great. Great. I love it. Yeah. The play part is, just, for some reason, feels so emotional to me. <laughs> I think it's just, I haven't allowed myself to play. I haven't allowed yourself to play. Yeah. Which um, makes sense. It's kind of dangerous. Right. What you learned was when I'm playful, I get, I, I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Yeah. It's like the only person I can get playful around is my husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, he's really good at drawing that side out of me. Yeah. But around uh, everyone else, I'm just like very straightforward, very, um, Business like and or emotional, <laughs> <laughs> or emotional. <Got> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what I'm hearing you say is you don't feel like that's who you really are, right? So right. this is about you stepping fully in and expressing who you really are. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I hear that. What a yeah. beautiful gift to give that little girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Allowing her to shine, allowing her to color outside the lines. Yeah. 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 And saying it's okay. It's okay to do that. Yeah. It's and actually it's, wonderful. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's really, um, yeah, it's her time to go play and not have to do everything everyone tells her to do. <laughs> yeah. and be that good girl yeah she doesn't have to she doesn't have to do good things in order to be good she just is right right yes yes yeah and in order for people to like me yeah that I don't always have to be yeah that good girl yeah doing the what other people think are the right things yeah oh life (laughs) (laughs) sometimes I just feel like gosh what would it be like to not care about growing (laughs) (laughs) I know right wow you want to get stuck in one place your whole entire life (laughs) yeah it's true and that's what really this is about. And I think for most of us who go into business, it's a journey to heal. Yes. Right? That's really that's really what we're doing here. Yeah. That's what's so interesting too, right? Like in terms of business, like 
especially when you work for yourself, there's so much of like your own path and your own growth that also needs to happen while when your business is growing and doing its thing as well. And, you know, that's, that's what I think is so amazing about working with you is just like, you know, you're able to see that other side of it and not just tell us like how to do certain steps, right? Like it's not about the steps so much. And it's also about like um, what's kind of blocking us and keeping us stuck in that one place. Yeah, I hear that. The, The thing about the steps is when the steps are really clear, that's what opens up the pathway for the personal growth because we can't hide behind trying to figure the steps out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. <laughs> and I heard it said once and I've repeated it a million times since then. I can't even remember who told me the first time, but it's this idea that your business is not going to grow any more than you're growing. Mm-hmm. Right? I agree with that. Yes. I think that's I see that every day. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to acknowledge you because you are so committed to growing. Mm. It's inspiring. Thank you. It really is. Thank you. So I want to hear from you. And I don't know, do you want to check in, shoot me an email in a month, maybe six weeks, and let me know how this relationship is healing? Yeah. And also what it felt like to just burn that piece of paper, calling that horrible teacher out. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Great. Well, I'm here to support you and we are all rooting for you inside the club. Thank you for bringing this to the podcast today. I know it's going to be in service to so many people and even just you bringing this issue to the podcast is such an act of self-trust and uh, showing that younger side of you that you're handling this. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. It's really beautiful to see and inspiring to hear. Thank you. Thanks, Dallas. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks again for tuning in to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and review the show. That's the best way you can show your support. I'd also love to connect on Instagram. So go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode or maybe a photo of yourself listening along to the podcast. Post it to your Instagram stories. Be sure to mention me. I'm at Dallas Travers, and I'll send some Instagram love right back at you. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Until then, keep going on your six-figure journey.